And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday. Something a little different for our musical excursion. Just, uh, you know, getting a little exotic because today we are going in various different places. Uh, hello, everyone. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here in World Headquarters. And we're uh, happy to have a number of guests today, and we're going to be talking with them in a moment. Comments are open. Live chat is open for those of you who are here live. Uh, if you're not live, you can still give us a comment or send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. We're on a lot of the social media, at least until we get kicked off, in which case we do encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can do that in our show notes or go over to sci-fi4me.com. There's a pop-up that will uh, let you do that. Because we want to uh, be sure to be able to tell you about our upcoming Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and we will have mugs as a perk, I think. And we're, this is coming soon. I'll tell you more about that later. And speaking of Indiegogo, our first guest for the hour, Gary Parkin, who is the writer and creator of an indie comic called Jungle Captive. And if you were tuned in live, uh, you uh, got to see us experience some technical issues uh, with the Zoom call. It's not something that happens a lot, but every now and again the gremlins do... Uh, overwhelm us a little bit. So we had some technical issues with Gary's call this morning, and uh, we're going to circle back around and and bring him in for another conversation at some point. But I do want to let everybody know he's got a new uh, project that's funding currently on Kickstarter. It's uh, just uh, almost ready to close. Uh, January 15th is the last day over on Kickstarter. It's called Jungle Captive Number 1, and it is basically the story of a young lady named Lauren who wakes up in the jungle. She has no idea how she got there. She no, has no idea what she's doing there, but uh, she has to figure that part out in addition to uh, figuring out if she can outrun a dinosaur. So we have uh, we have dinosaurs we have attractive women. We have action, adventure, uh, something that Gary said came to him in a dream. He started writing some things down, and that uh, led to this book. It is a three-issue series uh, that's going to be published in conjunction with uh, the conclusion of his Vampocalypse miniseries, which is Vampires. And Jungle Captive, just to, to note... It is not for the children. It is uh, adults only. It's not necessarily. It's not. It's not pornographic, but it's not. Uh, it's not safe for work. Let's say uh, some of the artwork in there uh, is a little bit more geared toward grown-ups. There are variant covers. There are different uh, stretch goals that they have met. 
uh, through the through this campaign, uh, and it's done very well. He's made over ten thousand uh, dollars, which was well above his goal over on Kickstarter. But that ends on January fifteenth. If you're listening to this afterwards. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go in demand anywhere, if he's going to do another campaign somewhere. It's already been over on Indiegogo, and it's closed there. Uh, Once it's closed on Kickstarter, I don't think they have an in-demand option. Uh, So I'm not sure where to go from there, but it is called Jungle Captive Number 1. It's from Gary Parkin, and uh, you can check that out. We will have him back to talk about other projects, and, uh, and, and hopefully we can get to do that soon. This is a new thing for us today because we have multiple guests calling in from multiple locations, and because of that, we're doing different, uh, different setups, and I've got uh, some buttons that I've got to push that I normally don't have to push. So uh, if, if, uh, if everyone is okay with our indulgence, you know, just, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I am, I am vamping just a little bit here. Uh, we're, we're waiting for our next guest to show up, Matthew Nineber, who is one of the actors involved in a new project called PG Psycho Gorzone, uh, Psycho Gorman, rather. Uh, so we will be talking to him. Mr. Harvey is going to be handling those questioning duties. And uh, uh, so we're, we're waiting for everybody to uh, dial in on that one. In the meantime, I guess I could do a little pitch for our mugs our, our logo mugs and logo on one side, planet on the other. Uh, these are going to be available soon. We've got to figure out the fulfillment aspect of that, and uh, and get that going uh, so you can you can order those. We're also going to be working on. I mentioned earlier the our our own Indiegogo campaign. It is uh, an attempt to do a print project in the vein of Starlog and Fangoria and, and Cinefantastique and that sort of thing. So we're looking at uh, 60, 60-ish pages uh, to uh, have as, as a print project uh, that's going to involve a few different uh, pieces, pieces and parts and uh, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, Mr. Harvey is here. Whoa, that was <laughs> not supposed to do that. Uh, hold on. Let me. <sighs> it is, it's one of those things, right? Right, right, right. There it is. Hold on. Let me do this. Up. Oh. All right. So I'm going to let you. Take that. You talk. You talk to. Uh, you talk to Matt in there. Hi again. I'll be looking out with this one too. Uh, Matthew should be joining us shortly. All right. Thank you. All right. So. Okay. So let me do. There. Okay. So we are waiting for Matthew Nineveh to join us, and then I'm going to get out of the way. And Mr. Harvey is going to do his inquisition. That'll give me time to refresh my coffee. And then we will have a chat 
with Owen Meyer, who is also in this movie. Uh, so all of that coming up. And hopefully, hopefully the technology cooperates with us on this and we don't have a repeat of what just happened with Gary. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. That was a bizarre little turn of technological... issues let's say i don't know tim this uh this looks fun uh this this project here and and i don't know that i can call i can pull you up without it looking weird <laughs> while while we're waiting okay. that's a thing well let me turn that on maybe that that'll help all right are you there i am oh there it is okay see Wait, now, and Tim and I were talking, what I should have done is just set up one Zoom call for the entire hour and just kept everything going, and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm up 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning setting some of this stuff up, and I don't think it all the way through. But it happens. I'm old. These things will happen. I haven't had as much coffee as I've needed to today, and I had... My day started, I set my clock, I set my alarm for 6.30 because I had to go do a COVID test this morning because I'm working at the Chiefs game this weekend. And I set my alarm for 6.30 and I woke up at 10 after 7. And so I've, I've been running late the entire time. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of the way here. Hello, Matthew. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. I signed in early. Should no, you're good. You're no. good. No, okay. you are perfectly fine. <laughs> fine. We are. All right. I am going to jump out of the way here and let Tim handle this one. And, and, and Matthew's got his camera on, so I don't need to get rid of that graphic there. So take it away, gentlemen. <laughs> Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming in to, uh, to join us today. And is it is it Ninabur or Ninabar? Or what's the Ninabur. correct way to pronounce it? Yeah, Ninabur. Okay. okay. You got it. I try very, very hard not to mangle people's names, and I managed to pull it off at the worst possible times. There um, you go. <laughs> but uh, I had a chance to actually watch Psycho Gorman last night, and I spoke to Owen earlier today, and I really enjoyed this film. That's so good to hear. It was a lot of fun. I laughed a lot. I am of an age where it very much reminded me of a lot of the necessarily well lower budget horror films of the 80s and so there's a video you know things like uh, uh oh gosh there's so many different films where it was practical monsters yeah you know and you know the, the demon was a practical effect the the genie you know the the djinn was a practical effect like Wishcaster, things like that and obviously so much of this film is practical effects and you are in one for the entire film. I am. I am. Yeah. And Owen was telling me that he did not actually... Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> he was telling me that he did not even know what you really looked like until oh, like the last week of shooting. It's so... And, and yeah, no, I actually... Yeah, no one knew who I was. No, To this day, I don't think. I got kicked off set. So I show up before anybody else gets there. Right. Get my makeup on. Takes about three hours. And then everyone leaves. I'm still getting my makeup off. And then when I do have my the suit off, I have like mascara running down my face. And I look like 
I look like a hot mess. Um, the one day I had a call time that was partway through the day. It was like after lunch and I show up and I try to get on set and people are like, yo, what's this guy doing here? This is a closed set. Like <laughs> they're like, what, who are you? And they're trying to kick me off the movie set. And I'm like, I'm psycho Gorman. I am, I am in this movie. So it, yeah, it was such a weird experience, but yeah, I was like the crew member with leprosy or something. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody wanted to be around me, but yeah. <laughs> well, it looked like a lot of fun. And while I have worked on short films and, and a couple of features, I've never actually, as an actor at the times I've been an actor, I've never actually had to do that level of prosthetics or costuming or anything like that. Yeah. How much did that thing weigh? It, it doesn't weigh a lot. Like it may be 25, 30 pounds. So, um, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it uh, it just becomes you. It's it's like wearing elastic bands. Everything, every movement you do, it just takes a little bit more effort to mm -hmm. like do stuff. So yeah. Well, because I mean, you, there's some very physical fight scenes in the film. Now, was that, that was all you or was there? That, cause that it, is it, all me. Because so. you've done stunt work in the past, right? You didn't yeah, do stunt work for Nikita? Yeah, I did a little stunt work on Nikita. Mostly just took punches to the face. And then I've worked on, like, I make my own movies. And, like, I grew up loving action films. So I've done I've done a little bit of everything. And uh, But doing a fight scene in a movie with, like, limited view because, and you're wearing contacts, and I've never wore contacts before. So it was a very, very surreal experience. And the other thing is you don't, like, between takes i'm not allowed to move because the suit does wear and tear like mm -hmm. each mask only lasts a couple days and then they throw it out because it starts ripping apart and uh so when the camera's not moving the instruction is is to sit there don't move and just but uh there's two days that were just amazing to be in the suit and that was the fight scene in the forest which i'm just allowed to just like riff around and then the crazy ball scene at the end of the movie which is this just just nonsensical scene of dodgeball mixed with like a sword fight and i had the best time because i actually got to move around the suit and they're like just go for it i'm like thank you so yeah i don't think i answered any of your questions there i think i just went off on a tangent no no that's absolutely <laughs> fine that's absolutely fine uh the one of the things that's very fun about this is that like i was talking to owen about the the way you can tell that people are having a good time it's like you watch certain films and you sit there and go, okay, you know that when the director called cut, everybody just lost it. And this feels like that kind of movie because there's so much comedy in the scene yeah. and you all have such great comic delivery. Yeah. You know, these incredibly serious speeches of, of this intergalactic conqueror. I know. I know. Are just, they are boilerplate evil villain talk. And yet he's interrupted by the greater villain who's, you know, this high. I know it, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's just such, I don't know. I think Steve, well, he, he put so many good ingredients in there that it was just so easy for everyone to hit it out of the park because there was a lot of laughing and there's so many takes. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that should have been in the movie too. But there's just so much, like it was one of those movies that there was just so much that was left on the cutting floor that was so funny. So I really hope that we get to revisit this film and bring some of those gags back because, yeah, everybody was laughing. I wasn't laughing. I was miserable. I, when you talk about the miserable person, I was the miserable person in the suit, but everybody else was laughing. So, Yeah, the uh, 
the friends of mine who have done really extensive prosthetics works like that, you know, you can't hear, you can't see, yeah. um, you know, if you're, if you can move as fluidly as, as you were able to, it's a struggle. And there's just a lot, I mean, and of course, not only that, but you're everything from facial expressions. And I was actually surprised how many, how much facial expression could actually come through. Um, which it you was, don't always get when you have that kind of form. It was big underneath the suit. Like, I'm doing this mm -hmm. underneath. <laughs> if you could see what I was doing, it's like, oh my gosh, this I could never do this in a film without a mask on. So how did you, I mean, and I, I, I neglected to ask Owen this, and I really should have. Is this one of those films where you literally just came in and auditioned, or is this where they, they actually came to you and said, we want you to be an intergalactic conqueror. Sorry, I have all the no, cats. Um, <laughs> I have a dog that I'm pretty sure is watching the screen. She's like, what are these cats doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the audition process, so that like, especially with the kids, they were hunting for a very long time for Owen and Anita. And there was a lot of submissions that they went through. And uh, I'm so glad that they held out because originally they were looking for people in Toronto and then they went bigger and then they went across Canada and then they went into the States and Owen uh, is, I forget where in the States that he lives, but uh, yeah, they flew him in and uh, Nita's right from the East coast, Nova Scotia, which is actually where I'm born. So that was kind of fun on that behalf, but both of them, I can't imagine the movie without them. Like Nita did such a great job bringing that character and Owen grounded it with his performance as well. So they were like kind of on the other ends of the spectrum. And then for me, um, I think from what I gather, I think nobody else wanted to be in the monster suit. And I was just the guy that was just too naive. So I don't know how else to say this. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. They're like, oh, this guy's a schmuck. Let's do it. <laughs> Get him to sign on the contract. <laughs> but, well, I, um, think it, I would say it was definitely a good choice. Because yeah. <laughs> the physical, I mean, when you're doing a horror comedy, it's one thing to have, okay, here's the monster, here's the gore, and the comedy has to work. It does. In horror yeah. comedy. Now, horror and comedy, um, I've, we talked about this a lot on, on this channel, that horror and comedy are two sides to the same thing. They have the same beats. You know, they have the setup, the punchline, and the release. And it's the reaction. So yeah. when you get it right, horror and comedy mesh together extremely well. When you don't, it hits yeah. like a lead weight. Yeah. This very much manages to do what you want out of a horror comedy. And having that, I mean, there's physical comedy, there's very subtle things, there's very fun, just lines that are very subtle and some that are very obvious. And yeah. we're trying really hard not to be as spoilery because there's so many things I want to talk about that I'm just not going to because I want I, I want I actually do want people to watch the film. I don't yeah. want to get too much away. Um, but I would have to say that whether or not you know, maybe the the only guy who was willing to get in the suit, but you've got the comedic skill. Thank to you. Pull it off. <laughs> so uh, it was the right. I, I'd say it was definitely the right choice um, yeah. from this viewer's perspective. Anyway, well, I appreciate it. Uh, no, yeah, the. Owen told me that Mimi was essentially Nita. Oh, yes. That never stopped. I felt sorry for Owen. 
I want to get the crap kicked out of them all between takes. I'm like, you, you guys are actually, that's it. That, that, yeah, it didn't stop. So <laughs> I sometimes just take Owen away. I'm like, hey, man, let's just go hang out so I can save you from your older sister or younger. I don't even know. Like that dynamic never stopped. I, and to this day, it probably get picked up again. So yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he said that, yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much all their interactions still. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got bruises. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a very physical film i mean it is there it is, is. Yeah. Uh, the this the the leaving aside the fight scenes and mm -hmm. anything involving uh the practical effects of the creatures children children can do a lot of damage to each other and <laughs> no one told nita that you're not supposed to actually punch the other actor and so owen just took it like a champ <laughs> So, oh my! <laughs> yeah, no, Nita is like who you see on screen is who she's off screen, and it's like it just that just dynamic just keeps going and going like during crafts or after everything's done, it just it didn't stop. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it's definitely a film where the the worst monster is not the alien. Yeah, it's not me, murderous alien <laughs> overlord. No, and there. There were a couple of moments where I was like, I think I might actually be starting to feel sorry for him. That's good. That's good. That's what <laughs> I was going for. I was feeling sorry for me. <laughs> There's some great body language moments for just yeah. like <sighs> Yeah. I played extremely well. So what are you doing next? What's what's next for you outside of I mean, because this film clearly was done a while ago and yeah. And, uh, what's, so, uh, what's the plan for you? Steve's already talked about it. He's just, hey, do you want to get back in the suit? What do you want to do? Like, because after I was done this, I'm like, I'm never getting in the suit again. And then I was working on my own film. I'm like, you know, I want to put a monster in my movie. He's like, well, they're expensive. But if I make one off the cast that you have, that we made for you, I can get you a monster. But you have to wear it again. And I think he was just doing that to see if I would get back in suit. So he gave me a monster for my movie. So I'm, we're, uh, we're making an action film during this whole crazy lockdown, whatever this nonsense is that we're going through. And then he's already talking about the next PG and he's been throwing ideas for the story of where it's going. I'm like, so I'm like, Hey, the story is good. I'll get, I'll get back into the suit. And, uh, I love PG. I think PG is a very, very, very cool character. And I'd love to keep bringing him to life and exploring, you know, the universe with him. So, Maybe yeah, he's got an uh, older brother out there. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is. Uh, I, I I'd be okay if you guys made you know a few more of these films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I'm, I I have a soft spot for the practical effects. I mean, CGI has its uses, and and but there's totally. nothing quite like having something on set that you can interact with. And that's the thing. You know, you're you're physically being there. As uncomfortable as as. I'm sure that thing had to be. Yeah. The thing is, you forget about it. And like already, I'm like, oh, it was a great time. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mike? That was horrible. But it was worth it. Like when you see the end product, I'm like, okay, all that suffering is, is fine. And I like you said, I love practical effects. It wouldn't work if I was just a guy wearing a spandex green suit and uh, the kids are interacting with that. So like you said, it has a place. But you just get a different performance, a different world. Like Steve built all these these characters and you're flashing them up like the guy in the in the test tube head like like these like where does this come from i was like steve where is this he's like you know 
over the years, I just have these ideas. I just shelved them and, and then I brought them all out for this movie. I'm like, this is nuts. So, and he's already got ideas for the next one. So he's truly a unique person. I like people say that all the time, but the way he thinks and the way he processes, is just, it's just different. So I'm excited for whatever he does. And I would like to be part of whatever he does just because it's a ride. You read the script, you're like, how is this going to happen? This is, a, this is crazy. And then you show up on set, you're like, oh my gosh, it's happening. And just the randomness, but yeah. I got an, I really enjoyed The Void, and this is a very different kind of movie. Totally. You look at, if, if you know, for horror fans or, or science fiction fans who really enjoyed The Void, you know, that's very much a Lovecrafty, serious Lovecraftian horror film. It's, you know, uh, it's very intentionally disturbing. If you're meant to be unnerved, you're yeah. meant to be disoriented watching that film. And it looks fantastic and it plays extremely well. And this is a completely different genre. It's still yes. got the horror, but the humor that you would, I think there might've been a couple of lines that were sort of dark humor in the void, but that's not what that movie was. Yeah. And this yeah. of course is uh, um, clearly I'm getting a lot of, uh, sorry, there was a strange noise and I think it might've been on my end, but I'm not sure why. So my, okay. something weird <laughs> came through there. Um, and so, I mean, it's a lot of filmmakers get known for making a certain kind of movies. It's like actors get known for playing a certain kind of part. So it's really interesting to see to go in this different direction. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take more Psycho Gorman yeah. films. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. Did, did you get fun. to, did you, did you get to do much inter? I mean, obviously, aside from the forest fight scene, which we're not going to spoil too much. So you got to play with other people, and 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 at the end of the film, you got to interact with other actors in the suits. Yes, which of course your own dealing with that, but also dealing with somebody else who's got the same vision problems and hearing problems and motion oh, issues. Doing a fight scene with some of the characters who don't have eyes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Because I can win really easily if we want right now. <laughs> like uh, there was one person who just couldn't move, and the other person can't see it. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like we're doing a fight scene with blind people, and uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Without giving anything away, I would just break out laughing because I'm like, this is hilarious. But it works. It works. Yeah, it really does. And and we do want, this is one of those films I can definitely say that people definitely need to check out. It's a lot of fun. It's coming out from what I can see here on uh, January 22nd uh, in in theaters, on demand, and digital HD. Um, no I think, I think Shutter <laughs> is carrying it. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it's something that folks should definitely check out. And this is... And and the fact that you get to see Matthew here, you will not see Matthew's face on the screen. He will not see me, but uh, he'll be in there <laughs> and in this most of the movie. So, yep. uh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you. And uh, we'll yeah, go see Psycho Gorman, folks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. pleasure for me as a longtime fan to be sitting here with Aaron Gray. Here with Larry Hama. We're talking with Kevin J. Anderson, best-selling author. Mr. Neil Adams. I am here with David Fritz. Axel Alonso, editor Fan Days in and Dallas Comic-Con with uh, John Delancey. With Tom King. Kevin Conroy. Denise Crosby. Popcon Pop Expo. Here on location at Star Wars We're Celebration. We're talking Expo, talking for 
for our second time with Neil Gerard. Wichita, Kansas at Time Eddie. David Gerald. Yeah, I've got Eric Flint. are here at Smallville Comic Con. Wizard World St. Louis. GlitchCon in Bentonville, Arkansas. At Worldcon 74, we are talking with uh, Alan Dean Foster. We are talking. Father Charlene Harris. Quincy Allen. Suzanne Lambert. Sami. Ashley Eckstein. Mono Interabi. Jason Aaron. This is Sci Fi for Me, your portal to the science fiction multiverse. Hi, folks. I'm Timothy Harvey, and I am joined today by Owen Meyer, one of the stars of Psycho Gorman. A well, I watched Psycho Gorman last night, and I have to tell you, folks, I laughed a lot, and it is very <laughs> much a throwback. Um, I am 50 years old. This reminded me so much of the films that I grew up with as a teenager. A lot of the 80s creature features with a very distinct sense of humor and all the gore a horror fan could love. Owen, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. And um, okay, first thing I have to say is a lot of films you can look at and think the people who are doing this seem to be having a really good time. And that seems you can get that coming through that even in films that are clearly not necessarily meant to be fun, you can tell. But film like this, where it is, there's so much comedy involved in it. It looked like you guys had a fantastic time. But I also mm -hmm. have made films and worked on films myself, and they're a job. Was it as fun as it looked like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. It was. It was definitely. It was probably more fun than it looked like, to be honest, because it it, it was a lot of fun to film. But the people on set just all had such good energy everyone the cast the crew everyone knew each other's names by the end of it and we, we we probably don't remember everyone's names by now because it's been like a long long time but no it was great everyone like we were family and filming those scenes with psycho gorman was just so sick and gruesome and amazing it reminded me of like all the great gore from like evil dead or saw or something <laughs> are you a horror fan yourself or yeah i'm a i'm a pretty big horror fan I, I, yeah, my me and my dad used to watch horror films all the time. That's actually how I got into into horror originally. My dad and I watched creature features on Sunday afternoons mm -hmm. back in the early days of cable. So we had yeah. a, a lot of fun with that. Now you've also worked on TV shows like Nosferatu. You make films yourself. Yeah i I started this little project of mine right before um, the pandemic called Fourteen. But yeah, I started that and we got the script ready and everything. We got the actors and then, you know, the pandemic happened and right, it's been right. a little bit. We're, we're getting back onto it soon, though. What, uh, um, what can you tell us about that project? Um, have you ever seen the movie Kids? Yes. It's kind of a take on that, but more modernized. It's more mm. about nowadays and how kids are and whatnot it's I, I take a lot of inspiration from that movie and i'm really excited to get this done because there's a lot of good young actors in there that are like amazing and I'm, i couldn't have asked for a better crew mm -hmm. and it's just basically about kids and um how they navigate through the world and how you know vaping is such a thing nowadays it's just all about how kids are nowadays that's the best way i could describe it sure. describe it right now yeah with everything being delayed and, and productions mm -hmm. not moving as fast as they used to do, do you have an idea of 
any kind of ballpark of when you're going to be able to get really back into it or, or any kind of target date for when people can be watching for it? Um, we're trying to get back into it around like springtime mm. and it should, it should be out by the end of this year. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. You'll have to, your folks will have to definitely keep us apprised of that because yeah. um, one of the things, of course, you look at in terms of interactions on film, especially in a family dynamic um, mm-hmm. as an older brother with a younger sister who mm, I, uh, you're much nicer in the film. Your character is much nicer in the film to your younger sister than I was when I was that age. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't mean exactly, but you know, she was the kid who kind mm-hmm. of wanted to tag along. But the, one of the fun parts of the film, of course, is, well, mm, your character is easygoing and fairly, you know, pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> and yet your sister <laughs> is such, such a, a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, such a little devil. <laughs> yeah. No, Mimi was I, I don't wanna um don't don't take this in a like way of I'm dissing Mimi, but she is or sorry, Nita. She is so much like Mimi, it is terrifying. <laughs> She was exactly like Mimi Offset. We called each other Luke and Mimi Offset. I'm pretty sure her phone number is Mimi on my phone. <laughs> it is where we are not known as Owen or Nita. She is Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm watching this thinking to myself, yes, these are great creature effects. The backstory of a, of a you know, despotic intergalactic villain and the worst monster in this film is a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, there's there's things I'd actually like to talk about with the film in terms of the story that we're not going to because we want people mm-hmm. to watch the film and want to stay pretty sto- spoiler light. But the basic mm-hmm. premise, of course, for the folks who don't know, is there's an alien that's been buried, basically imprisoned on Earth, it happens to be in your guys' backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the way of controlling this creature falls into the hands of a young girl who children are kind of terrible um, at certain ages and some children are more terrible than others and this plays out to great comedic effect Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) there's so many things okay this is this is uh there's a lot of physical action in this film and whether it's characters in full body costumes who are flailing at each other or basically you and Nita hurling things at each other um I keep watching this going okay how many of these actually scored how many of these actually you know how many times do you have to say cut and walk away and go okay I need a break so my head stops throbbing um it's a very fun physical kind of thing for for to watch and of course you know as getting out and playing and of course as much as we're all kind of pinned in right now um Mm -hmm. watching just kids being able to sort of play and have fun uh and hurl things at each other like kids are want to do um it was great it was very it was so much fun to watch it looks like again that stuff was a lot of fun to film Mm -hmm. yeah it, it really was it was like i said it was amazing i could not have asked for someone better like nita was just so much fun to film with and 
there were a few things we were doing offset. Like we were definitely throwing coffee cups at each other after, <laughs> you know, yelling at each other, getting angry. And Crazy Ball was just so much fun because that was where <laughs> all of our anger and stress and everything, our nights of sleep, that's where it went. <laughs> getting getting that Crazy Ball energy out was definitely where it all happened. Yeah, it's um, those scenes are very fun and energetic, and it kind of leads into that whole again. You get that whole dynamic between the two of you, mm-hmm. where it comes across very much as siblings, and then of course you have the family dynamic between your parents, and I've got a kid. She's a lot. Well, she's grown, but the. Navigating, of course, being a parent and being a child of a parent and the family relationships are always kind of fun to watch on screen, especially when they're played for humor. And then, of course, you throw in, you know, alien monster doing bizarre things, destroying, of course, television sets and mm-hmm. things that happen to the neighbor children. And Oh, so many things I don't really want to talk about. Or I do want to talk about. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Um, what? Now it looks to me like so much of what was done on set was actually practical versus you know so much yes. of these days is CGI. And again, very much a throwback to the '80s and and the early '90s when, of course, that was what filmmakers had to work with. And there's something to yeah. that. There's some, obviously something to working with the practical things, uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. ability to touch that stuff and, and react to that stuff on set, of course, is very, very helpful for a lot of actors. Um, what if that stuff, I mean, things look different on screen versus what they look like in real life. When you're up close to all of that stuff, how much of that stuff did, I mean, obviously you're around Matthew and the actual Psycho Gorman suit, but there's so many yeah. other great practical creature effects. How much of that stuff did you get to see while you were shooting or was that stuff that was taking place elsewhere um everything was basically shot with us there like like all the creatures we saw like hand for hand they were all in front of us and a good way of kind of giving an example of that i didn't know what matt looked like until the last week of shooting (laughs) i didn't know what he looked like until we were actually celebrating that we were almost done because all I knew he was was Psycho Gorman. And seeing Psycho Gorman off screen and then on screen on film was, I couldn't tell the difference because everything was so just practical. The only parts that were really CGI were like maybe like some of the gunshots mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, audio things. But no, it was, there's something just nice about seeing kind of a forced practical movie. It's really good. It's a, yeah, no, it's nostalgic. It was, yeah, it, it definitely feeds in. And nostalgia can be a double-edged sword. You can sometimes folks are just, they're not, they're playing too much into that and it's not allowing them to be creative. They're boxing themselves in in terms of the kind of stories they can tell. But something like this, mm-hmm. which actually plays into that. And for someone my age, I can look back at that and go, oh yeah, I remember these movies. And <laughs> it can it can get folks who are have, are not familiar with those films a chance to look at them and see how much sense mm-hmm. some of them are 
they're not the greatest movies sometimes, but they're a lot of fun or they're interesting or you can at yeah. least admire the technique uh, or the effects, if nothing else. Sometimes the there are some of those films from that time period where the special effects are the best part about them and you can't say much mm -hmm. about the story. But um, this actually, this is one of those films where it actually plays so well into that and yet actually gives you a very, very clever and funny script. Um, I have to say, mm -hmm. you've got great comic timing. It's always fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and of course, you guys all played so well off each other in terms of the the family dynamic comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and if there is, if there's one thing you want people to know before they watch this film, if there's something that you would say, you know, people might be on the edge of, I don't know if I want to watch, you know, not horror comedy isn't for everybody. Horror films aren't for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. What is the, what is, how would you, how would you tell someone this is the film they want to see? Um, the easiest way to say it is that out of every single like kind of campy horror film, this is definitely the one I would describe the most perfectly well balanced mm. between like kind of horror, gore and comedy. And definitely bring tissues because you're definitely going to be laughing, crying. You're going to be crying, laughing. It's there are some hilarious scenes that I remember like it was yesterday. It's it's way too funny to not watch. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's and for the folks who are maybe our audience is a lot of science fiction fans, fantasy fans and horror mm -hmm. fans. We not everybody thinks the folks who don't necessarily gravitate towards horror, there are elements of it in here. And certainly the, but a lot of the gore is played for humor. And so if that's stuff that if you not, doesn't reach out and grab you initially lean into the, you know, I'd say the, the comedy aspects, there's science fiction aspects. There's a lot of things to enjoy for a genre fan. So mm -hmm. what's next for you? What do you, what do you, what, what are your plans? Where, where you go from here and what's your, um, what's your next project? What, what else are you working on aside from, from 14? Um, well, aside from that, I'm working on, um, a pretty good science fiction or sorry, I I've already finished working on it. It's coming out soon. Uh, a science fiction movie called alternate grounds about, um, an alien abduction, which is really, really good movie. It's, it's great. And especially with what we were working with, it came out pretty great actually. And it's coming out. Um, I'm pretty sure soon this year, I don't know exactly because, you know, delays and whatnot. Sure. But um, yeah, that's what I'm working on. But other than that, honestly, the industry has been pretty quiet lately and I'm just ready to get back into it. It's, it's been starting to ramp up again. I've been getting auditions and whatnot, but you know, it's exciting to get back into the industry. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of, from the viewing standpoint, of course, we're all excited to get a lot more Luckily, there was so much that was done before this all started. So we had content while we've all been not mm -hmm. doing the things that we normally did. But of course, getting back into it, especially from the folks on the entertainment side of things, um, yep. you know, you've got, you've got the things you want to do too. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of what you're doing. Um, yeah, definitely. We, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, and then I'm probably exactly the target audience for that kind of movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to thank you so much, Owen, for, for joining us. This is, um, 
definitely a film that folks should check out, Psycho Gorman. Um, yep. uh, Jason, could you throw up the website up there so we can show that to the folks? Um, we have, uh, there we go. That's, uh, this is just a little example, of course, of some of the visuals of the film. We don't want to give away too much here, but this is fairly <laughs> safe coming from the website. And uh, so you can see there the uh, practical effects look, look fantastic. Um, where is Psycho Gorman going to be out in the world? Where can people watch this? Um, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be mainly Canada and America, but I personally do not have that on the back of my mind i i don't have that memorized no, i'm just 15 fine. man i'm just 15 <laughs> don't put that pressure on me age is not an excuse no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's shutter i think it's shutter but of course i managed to you close that shutter. window on my computer uh yes. for um and uh but i'm pretty sure that's where it's coming out in the states yes, uh, anything else you'd like to there. anything yeah. else you'd like to to tell to our or say to our viewers about uh uh, the film or anything that you're anything else that that you want them to be um, thinking about going into this honestly there's listen just get up and watch it and if you're not going to get up and watch it because you don't want to go outside that's understandable watch it from your phones watch it from your tv it's amazing do not miss it there's no excuses age is not an excuse it might be scary but just Put your big boy pants on and watch it. It's hilarious. It's great. It's amazing. I would agree 100%. Thank you so much, Owen. We really appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This, this was, was a lot of fun. fun. All right, well, that is going to do it for us today. want to thank everybody for sticking around and being patient through our technical issues. Uh, and we definitely will be talking to Gary Parkin again. Check out his project over on Kickstarter. They have 24 hours, well, roughly 24 hours left on that project. Uh, it is Jungle Captive number one. So check that out. Uh, PG Psycho Gorman coming out on January 22nd. We've got a link to the trailer in our notes. So you can check that out as well. And coming up on Saturday uh, during Good Morning Multiverse, we will be talking to the director of the movie. Steve will be here to talk about that. Uh, in the meantime, we do invite you to uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and uh, have your notifications turned on so you know when we put new programming out, which we're doing on a very regular basis. Uh, we do have this one note, Monday being Martin Luther King Day, no shows. We'll be, uh, we'll be off uh, on Monday, back on Tuesday. And next week... Episode 200 of this show will be on Wednesday. It just coincidentally happens to be Inauguration Day. Uh, I don't know if we'll do anything special or not, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for being here today. And uh, we will be back with more later on Sci-Fi For Me. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 
Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday. Something a little different for our musical excursion. Just, uh, you know, getting a little exotic because today we are going in various different places. Uh, Hello, everyone. We are live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here in World Headquarters. And we're uh, happy to have a number of guests today, and we're going to be talking with them in a moment. Comments are open. Live chat is open for those of you who are here live. Uh, if you're not live, you can still give us a comment or send us an email live from the bunker at sci fi for mecom We're on a lot of the social media, at least until we get kicked off, in which case we do encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you can do that in our show notes or go over to scififorme.com. There's a pop-up that will uh, let you do that. Because we want to uh, be sure to be able to tell you about our upcoming Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and we will have mugs as a perk, I think. And we're, this is coming soon. I'll tell you more about that later. And speaking of Indiegogo, our first guest for the hour, Gary Parkin, who is the writer and creator of an indie comic called Jungle Captive. And if you were tuned in live, uh, you uh, got to see us experience some technical issues uh, with the Zoom call. It's not something that happens a lot, but every now and again the gremlins do... Uh, overwhelm us a little bit. So we had some technical issues with Gary's call this morning, and uh, we're going to circle back around and and bring him in for another conversation at some point. But I do want to let everybody know he's got a new uh, project that's funding currently on Kickstarter. It's uh, just uh, almost ready to close. Uh, January 15th is the last day over on Kickstarter. It's called Jungle Captive Number 1. And it is basically the story of a young lady named Lauren who wakes up in the jungle. She has no idea how she got there. She has no idea what she's doing there. But uh, she has to figure that part out in addition to uh, figuring out if she can outrun a dinosaur. So we uh, we have dinosaurs... We have attractive women. We have action, adventure, uh, something that Gary said came to him in a dream. He started writing some things down, and that uh, led to this book. It is a three-issue series uh, that's going to be published in conjunction with uh, the conclusion of his Vampocalypse miniseries, which is Vampires. And Jungle Captive, just to, to note... It is not for the children. It is uh, adults only. It's not necessarily. It's not. It's not pornographic, but it's not. Uh, it's not safe for work. Let's say uh, some of the artwork in there uh, is a little bit more. 
geared toward grown-ups. There are variant covers. There are different uh, stretch goals that they have met uh, through the through this campaign, uh, and it's done very well. He's made over ten thousand uh, dollars, which was well above his goal over on Kickstarter. But that ends on January fifteenth. If you're listening to this afterwards. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go in demand anywhere, if he's going to do another campaign somewhere. It's already been over on Indiegogo, and it's closed there. Uh, once it's closed on Kickstarter, I don't think they have an in-demand option. Uh, so we're not. I'm not sure where to go from there, but it is called Jungle Captive Number 1. It's from Gary Parkin, and uh, you can check that out. We will have him back to talk about other projects, and, uh, and, and hopefully we can get to do that soon. This is a new thing for us today because we have multiple guests calling in from multiple locations, and because of that, we're doing different, uh, different setups, and I've got uh, some buttons that I've got to push that I normally don't have to push. So uh, if, if, uh, if everyone is okay with our indulgence, you know, just, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I am, I am vamping just a little bit here. Uh, we're, we're waiting for our next guest to show up, Matthew Nineber, who is one of the actors involved in a new project called PG Psycho Gorzone, uh, Psycho Gorman, rather. Uh, so we will be talking to him. Mr. Harvey is going to be handling those questioning duties. And uh, uh, so we're, we're waiting for everybody to uh, dial in on that one. In the meantime, I guess I could do a little pitch for our mugs, our, our logo mugs, logo on one side, planet on the other. Uh, these are going to be available soon. We've got to figure out the fulfillment aspect of that and, uh, and get that going uh, so you can, you can order those. We're also going to be working on, I mentioned earlier, the, our, our own Indiegogo campaign. It is uh, an attempt to do a print project in the vein of Starlog and Fangoria and, and Cinefantastique and that sort of thing. We're looking at uh, 60, 60-ish pages uh, to uh, have as, as a print project uh, that's going to involve a few different uh, pieces, pieces and parts. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, Mr. Harvey is here. Whoa, that was <laughs> not supposed to do that. Uh, hold on. Let me. <sighs> it is, it's one of those things, right? Right, right, right. There it is. Hold on. Let me do this. Oh. All right. So I'm going to let you... Take that. You talk. You talk to. Uh, you talk to Matt in there. Hi again. I'll be helping out with this one too. Uh, Matthew should be joining us shortly. All right. Thank you. All right. So. Okay. So let me do. There. Okay. So we are waiting for Matthew Nineveh to join us, and then I'm going to get out of the way. 
and Mr. Harvey is going to do his inquisition. That'll give me time to refresh my coffee. And then we will have a chat with Owen Meyer, who is also in this movie. Uh, so all of that coming up. And hopefully, hopefully the technology cooperates with us on this. And we don't have a repeat of what just happened with Gary. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. That was a bizarre little turn of technological issues, let's say. I don't know. Tim, this uh, this looks fun, uh, this, this project here. And, and I don't know that I can, call, I can pull you up without it looking weird <laughs> while, while we're waiting. Okay. That's a thing. Well, let me turn that on. Maybe that, that'll help. All right, are you there? I am. Oh, there it is. Okay. See? Wait, now, and, and Tim and I were talking, what I should have done is just set up one Zoom call for the entire hour and just kept everything going, and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm up 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning setting some of this stuff up, and I don't think it all the way through. But it happens. I'm old. These things will happen. I haven't had as much coffee as I've needed to today, and I had... My day started, I set my clock, I set my alarm for 6.30 because I had to go do a COVID test this morning because I'm working at the Chiefs game this weekend. And I set my alarm for 6.30 and I woke up at 10 after 7. And so I've, I've been running late the entire time. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of the way here. Hello, Matthew. Hey, uh, I'm sorry. I signed in early. Should oh, you're good. You're good. No, okay. you are perfectly fine. <laughs> fine. We are. All right. I am going to jump out of the way here and let Tim handle this one. And, and, and Matthew's got his camera on, so I don't need to get rid of that graphic there. So take it away, gentlemen. <laughs> Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming in to, uh, to join us today. And is it is it Ninabur or Ninabar? Or what's the Ninibur. correct way to pronounce it? Yeah, Ninabur. Okay. okay. You got it. I try very, very hard not to mangle people's names, and I managed to pull it off at the worst possible times. Um, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I had a chance to actually watch Psycho Gorman last night, and I spoke to Owen earlier today, and I really enjoyed this film. That's so good to hear. It was a lot of fun. I laughed a lot. I am of an age where it very much reminded me of a lot of the necessarily, well, lower budget horror films of the 80s. And so there's a video, you know, things like, uh, uh, oh gosh, there's so many different films where it was practical monsters. Yeah. You know, and, you know the, the demon was a practical effect. The the genie, you know, the, the djinn was a practical effect, like Wishcaster, things like that. And obviously so much of this film is practical effects and you are in one for the entire film. I am, I am, yeah. And Owen was telling me that he did not actually, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> he was telling me that he did not even know what you really looked like until oh, like the last week of shooting. It's so, and, and yeah, no, I actually, yeah, no one knew who I was. No, to this day, I don't think, I got kicked off set. So I show up before anybody else gets there. 
right get my makeup on takes about three hours and then everyone leaves i'm still getting my makeup off and then when i do have my the suit off i have like mascara running down my face and i look like i look like a hot mess um the one day i had a call time that was part way through the day it was like after lunch and i show up i try to get on set and people are like yo what's this guy doing here this is a closed set like (laughs) they're like what who are you and they're trying to kick me off the movie set i'm like i'm psycho gorman i am i am in this movie so it yeah it was such a weird experience but yeah i was like the crew member with leprosy or something nobody knew who i was nobody wanted to be around me but yeah (laughs) well it looked like a lot of fun and while i have worked on short films and, and a couple of features I've never actually, as an actor at the times I've been an actor, I've never actually had to do that level of prosthetics or costuming or anything like that. Yeah. How much did that thing weigh? It, it doesn't weigh a lot. Like it may be 25, 30 pounds. So um, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it just becomes you. It's, it's like wearing elastic bands. Everything, every movement you do, it just takes a little bit more effort to mm-hmm. like do stuff so yeah well because i mean you there's some very physical fight scenes in the film now was that that was all you or was there that is all me because you've done stunt work in the past right you didn't do stunt work for nikita yeah i did a little stunt work on nikita mostly just took punches to the face and then i've worked on like i make my own movies and like i grew up loving action films so i've done i've done a little bit of everything and uh but doing a fight scene in a movie with like limited view because and you're wearing contacts and i've never wore contacts before so it was a very very surreal experience and the other thing is you don't like between takes i'm not allowed to move because the suit does wear and tear like Mm -hmm. each mask only lasts a couple days and then they throw it out because it starts ripping apart and uh so when the camera's not moving the instruction is is to sit there don't move and just but uh, there's two days that were just amazing to be in the suit, and that was the fight scene in the forest, which I'm just allowed to just like riff around, and then the crazy ball scene at the end of the movie, which is this just just nonsensical scene of dodgeball mixed with like a sword fight. And I had the best time because I actually got to move around the suit, and they're like, just go for it. I'm like, thank you. So, yeah. I don't think I answered any of your questions there. I think I just went off on a tangent. No, no, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. That's absolutely fine. Uh, the One of the things that's very fun about this is that, like I was talking to Owen about, the the way you can tell that people are having a good time. It's like you watch certain films and you sit there and go, okay, you know that when the director called cut, everybody just lost it. And this feels like that kind of movie because there's so much comedy in the scene yeah. and you all have such great comic delivery. Yeah. You know, these incredibly serious speeches of, of this intergalactic conqueror. I know. I know. Are just, they are boilerplate evil villain talk. And yet he's interrupted by the greater villain who's, you know, this high i know it, <laughs> exactly exactly and it's just such i don't know i think steve what well, he, he put so many good ingredients in there that it was just so easy for everyone to hit out of the park because there was a lot of laughing and there's so many takes i'm like oh my gosh that should have been in the movie too but there's just so much like it was one of those movies that there was just so much that was left on the cutting floor that was so funny so i really hope that we get to revisit this film and bring some of those gags back because 
Yeah, everybody was laughing. I wasn't laughing. I was miserable. Uh, and when you talk about the miserable person, I was a miserable person in the suit, but everybody else was laughing. So, yeah, the uh, the friends of mine who have done really extensive prosthetics works like that. You know, you can't hear, you can't see. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you can move as fluidly as, as you were able to, it's a struggle. And there's just a lot. I mean, and of course, not only that, but you're everything from facial expressions and i was actually surprised how many how much facial expression could actually come through um which it you was, don't always get when you have that kind of form. it was big underneath the suit like i'm doing this mm-hmm. underneath <laughs> if you could see what i was doing it's like oh my gosh this i could never do this in a film without a mask on <laughs> So how did you, I mean, and I, 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 I neglected to ask on this, and I really should have. Is this one of those films where you literally just came in and auditioned, or is this where they, they actually came to you and said, we want you to be an intergalactic conqueror? Sorry, I have all the no, cats. Um, <laughs> I have a dog that I'm pretty sure is watching the screen. She's like, what are these cats doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the audition process, so that like, especially with the kids, they were hunting for a very long time for Owen and Anita. And there was a lot of submissions that they went through. And uh, I was so glad that they held out because originally they were looking for people in Toronto and then they went bigger and then they went across Canada and then they went into the States and Owen, uh, is, I forget where in the States that he lives, but, uh, yeah, they flew him in and, uh, Anita's right from the East coast, Nova Scotia which is actually where I'm born. So that was kind of fun on that behalf. But both of them, I can't imagine the movie without them. Like Nita did such a great job bringing that character and Owen grounded it with his performance as well. So they were like kind of on the other ends of the spectrum. And then for me, um, I think from what I gather, I think nobody else wanted to be in the monster suit. And I was just the guy who was just too naive. I don't know how else to say this because I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, oh, this guy's a schmuck. Let's do it. (laughs) Get him to sign on the contract. (laughs) Well, I think I would say it was definitely a good choice because (laughs) the physical, I mean, when you're doing a horror comedy, it's one thing to have, okay, here's the monster, here's the gore, and the comedy has to work. It does. Horror comedy. Now, horror and comedy. Um, I, we talked about this a lot on, on this channel that horror and comedy are two sides to the same thing. They have the same beats, you know, they have the setup, the punchline, and the release. And it's the reaction. So yeah. when you get it right, horror and comedy mesh together extremely well. When you don't, it hits yeah. like a lead weight. Yeah. This very much manages to do what you want out of a horror comedy. And Having that, I mean, there's physical comedy, there's very subtle things, there's very fun, just lines that are very subtle and some that are very obvious. And we're trying really hard not to be as spoilery because there's so many things I want to talk about that I'm just not going to because I want, I I want, I actually do want people to watch the film. I don't want to get too much away. Um, But I would have to say that whether or not you know maybe the the only guy who was willing to get in the suit but you've got the comedic skill thank to you pull it off <laughs> so uh, it was the right I, i'd say it was definitely the right choice um yeah. from this viewer's perspective anyway well uh, i appreciate it well yeah the 
Owen told me that Mimi was essentially Nita. Oh, yes. That never stopped. I felt sorry for Owen. Owen getting <laughs> the crap kicked out of him all between takes. I'm like, you you guys are actually that's it. That that yeah, it didn't stop. So <laughs> I'd sometimes just take Owen away. I'm like, hey man, let's just go hang out so I can save you from your older sister or younger. I don't even know. Like that dynamic never stopped. I and to this day it probably get picked up again. So yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he said that yeah, it's pretty much pretty much all their interactions still. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got bruises. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a very physical film i mean it is there it is, is yeah. um, the this the the leaving aside the fight scenes and mm-hmm. anything involving uh the practical effects of the creatures children children can do a lot of damage to each other and <laughs> no one told nita that you're not supposed to actually punch the other actor and <laughs> so owen just took it like a champ <laughs> So, oh my! Uh, yeah, no, Nita is like who you see on screen is who she's off screen, and it's like it just that just dynamic just keeps going and going like during crafts or after everything's done. It just it didn't stop. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it's definitely a film where the the worst monster is not the alien. Yeah, it is not me. Murderous alien <laughs> overlord. No, and there. There were a couple of moments where I was like, I think I might actually be starting to feel sorry for him. That's good. That's good. That's what <laughs> I was going for. I was feeling sorry for me. <laughs> There's some great body language moments for society. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Played extremely well. So what are you doing next? What's what's next for you outside of, I mean, because this film clearly was done a while ago. And, yeah. And, uh, what's, so, uh, what's the plan for you? Steve's already talked about it. He's just, hey, do you want to get back in the suit? What do you want to do? Like, because after I was done this, I'm like, I'm never getting in this suit again. And then I was working on my own film. I'm like, you know, I want to put a monster in my movie. He's like, well, they're expensive. But if I make one off the cast that you have, that we made for you, I can get you a monster. But you have to wear it again. And I think he was just doing that to see if I would get back in suit. So he gave me a monster for my movie. So I'm, we're uh, we're making an action film during this whole crazy lockdown, whatever this nonsense is that we're going through. And then he's already talking about the next PG and he's been throwing ideas for the story of where it's going. I'm like, so I'm like, Hey, the story is good. I'll get, I'll get back into the suit. And, uh, I love PG. I think PG is a very, very, very cool character. And I'd love to keep bringing him to life and exploring, you know, the universe with him. So, Maybe he's got an older brother out there. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is. Uh, I, I I'd be okay if you guys made you know a few more of these films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I'm, I I have a soft spot for the practical effects. I mean, C, CGI has its uses, and and but there's cool. nothing quite like having something on set that you can interact with. And that's the thing. You know, you're you're physically being there. As uncomfortable as as. I'm sure that thing had to be. Yeah. The thing is, you forget about it. And like already, I'm like, oh, it was a great time. Like, what are you talking about, Mike? That was horrible. But it was worth it. Like when you see the end product, I'm like, okay, all that suffering is is fine. And I like you said, I love practical effects. It wouldn't work if I was just a guy wearing a spandex green suit and uh, the kids are interacting with that. So like you said, it has a place. But you just get a different performance, a different world. Like Steve built all these 
these characters and you're flashing them up like the guy in the in the test tube head like like these like where does this come from i was like steve where is this he was like you know over the years i just have these ideas i just shelved them and and then i brought them all out for this movie i'm like this is nuts so and he's already got ideas for the next one so he's truly a unique person i like people say that all the time but the way he thinks and the way he processes is just it's just different so i'm excited for whatever he does and i would like to be part of whatever he does just because it's a ride you read the script you're like how is this going to happen this is this is crazy and then you show up on set you're like oh my gosh it's happening and just the randomness but yeah i got it i really enjoyed the void and this is a very different kind of movie totally you look at if, if you know for horror fans or, or science fiction fans who really enjoyed the void you know that's very much a lovecrafty serious lovecraftian horror film it's you know uh it's very intentionally disturbing if you're meant to be unnerved you're yeah. meant to be disoriented watching that film and it looks fantastic and it plays extremely well and this is a completely different genre it's still yes. got the horror but the humor that you would i think there might have been a couple of lines that were sort of dark humor in the void but that's not what that movie was yeah and this yeah. of course is uh um clearly I'm getting a lot of, uh, sorry, there was a strange noise and I think it might've been on my end, but I'm not sure why. So my, okay. something weird <laughs> came through there. Um, right. And so, I mean, it's a lot of filmmakers get known for making a certain kind of movies. It's like actors get known for playing a certain kind of part. So it's really interesting to see to go in this different direction. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take more Psycho Gorman yeah. films. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. Did, did you get fun. to, did you, did you get to do much inter? I mean, obviously, aside from the forest fight scene, which we're not going to spoil too much. So you got to play with other people, and 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 at the end of the film, you got to interact with other actors in the suits. Yes, which of course your own dealing with that, but also dealing with somebody else who's got the same vision problems and hearing problems and motion oh, issues. Doing a fight scene with some of the characters who don't have eyes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Because I could win really easily if we want right now. <laughs> like uh, there was one person who just couldn't move, and the other person can't see it. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like we're doing a fight scene with blind people, and uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Without giving anything away, I would just break out laughing because I'm like, this is hilarious. But it works. It works. Yeah, it really does. And and we do want, this is one of those films I can definitely say that people definitely need to check out. It's a lot of fun. It's coming out from what I can see here on uh, January 22nd uh, in in theaters, on demand, and digital HD. Um, no I think, I think Shutter <laughs> is carrying it. Um, yeah. and, uh, and it's something that folks should definitely check out. And this is... And and the fact that you get to see Matthew here, you will not see Matthew's face on the screen. You will not see me, but uh, he'll be in there <laughs> and in this most of the movie. So, yep. uh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you. And uh, we'll yeah, go see Psycho Gorman, folks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. pleasure for me as a longtime fan to be sitting here with Aaron Gray. Here with Larry Hama. We're talking with Kevin J. Anderson, best-selling author. Mr. Neil Adams. I am here with David Fritz. Axel Alonso, editor. Fan Days at Dallas Comic-Con with uh, 
John Delancey, Tom King, Kevin Conroy, Denise Crosby, Top Con, Pop McKenna Talley here on location at Star Wars Celebration. Expo talking for our second time with Neil Gerard, Wichita, Kansas at Time Eddie, David Gerald. Now I've got Eric Lynch. Are here at Smallville Comic Con, Wizard World, St. Louis, GlitchCon in Bentonville, Arkansas, WorldCon 74. We are talking with uh, Alan Dean Foster. We are talking with Charlene. Quincy Allen, Suzanne Lambert, Chris Sami, Ashley Eckstein, Schwartz, Mano Interabi, Jason Aaron. This is Sci-Fi for Me, your portal to the science fiction multiverse. Hi, folks. I'm Timothy Harvey, and I am joined today by Owen Meyer, one of the stars of Psycho Gorman. A well, I watched Psycho Gorman last night. And I have to tell you, folks, I laughed a lot. And it is very much a throwback. Um, I am 50 years old. This reminded me so much of the films that I grew up with as a teenager. A lot of the 80s creature features with a very distinct sense of humor and all the gore a horror fan could love. Owen, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. And... um, Okay, first thing I have to say is a lot of films you can look at and think the people who are doing this seem to be having a really good time. And that seems you can get that coming through that even in films that are clearly not necessarily meant to be fun, you can tell. But film like this where it is, there's so much comedy involved in it. It looked like you guys had a fantastic time. But I also (laughs) have made films and worked on films myself and they're a job. Was it as fun as it looked like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was, it was definitely, it was probably more fun than it looked like, to be honest, because it, it, it was a lot of fun to film, but the people on set just all had such good energy. Everyone, the cast, the crew, everyone knew each other's names by the end of it. And we, we, we probably don't remember everyone's names by now because it's been like a long, long time, but no, it was great. Everyone like, we were family and filming those scenes with psycho Gorman was just so sick and gruesome and amazing. It reminded me of like all the great gore from like evil dead or saw or something. <laughs> Are you a horror fan yourself or? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big horror fan. I, 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 yeah, my, me and my dad used to watch horror films all the time. That's actually how I got into, into horror originally. My dad and I watched Creature Features on Sunday afternoons mm-hmm. back in the early days of cable. So we yeah. had a, a lot of fun with that. Now, you've also worked on TV shows like Nosferatu. You make films yourself. Yeah, I, I started this little project of mine right before um, the pandemic called 14. But yeah, I, I started that and we got the script ready and everything. We got the actors and then you know, the pandemic happened and right, it's been right. a little bit. We're, we're getting back onto it soon though. What, uh, um, what can you tell us about that project? Um, have you ever seen the movie Kids? Yes. It's kind of a take on that, but more modernized. It's more mm-hmm. about nowadays and how kids are and whatnot. It's, I take a lot of inspiration from that movie and I'm really excited to get this done because there's a lot of good young actors in there that are like amazing and I'm, I couldn't have asked for a better crew. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically about kids and um, how they navigate through the world and how, you know, vaping is such a thing nowadays. 
it's just all about how kids are nowadays. That's the best way I could describe it, sure, describe sure. it right now. Yeah. With everything being delayed and, and productions mm-hmm. not moving as fast as they used to, did you have an idea of any kind of ballpark of when you're going to be able to get really back into it or, or any kind of target date for when people can be watching for it? Um, we're trying to get back into it around like springtime. Mm. And it should it should be out by the end of this year. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you'll have to, your folks will have to definitely keep us apprised of that because yeah. um, one of the things, of course, you look at in terms of interactions on film, especially in a family dynamic, um, mm-hmm. as an older brother with a younger sister who, mm, I, uh, you're much nicer in the film. Your character is much nicer in the film to your younger sister than I was when I was that age. Um, <laughs> wasn't mean exactly, but you know, she was the kid who kind of mm. wanted to tag along. But the one of the fun parts of the film, of course, is well, your character is easygoing and fairly, you know, pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> And yet, your sister <laughs> is such, such a, a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, such a little devil. <laughs> yeah, no, Mimi was. I, I don't want to. Um, don't don't take this in a like way of I'm dissing Mimi, but she is. Or sorry, Nita. She is so much like Mimi. It is terrifying. <laughs> she was exactly like Mimi Offset. We called each other Luke and Mimi Offset. I'm pretty sure her phone number is Mimi on my phone it is where we are not known as Owen or Nita she is Mimi (laughs) yes I'm watching this thinking to myself yes these are great creature effects the backstory of a a, you know despotic intergalactic villain and the worst monster in this film is a shot (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and there's, there's, there's things I'd actually like to talk about with the film in terms of the story that we're not going to because we want people mm-hmm. to watch the film. I want to stay pretty sto- spoiler light. But the basic premise, of course, for the folks who don't know, is there's an alien that's been buried, basically imprisoned on Earth. It happens to be in your guys' backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the way of controlling this creature falls into the hands of a young girl who... Children are kind of terrible um, at certain ages, and some children are more terrible than others. And this plays out to great comedic effect. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) there's so many things. Okay, this is this is uh, there's a lot of physical action in this film, and whether it's characters in full body costumes who are flailing at each other, or basically you and Nita hurling things at each other. Um, I keep watching this going, okay, how many of these actually scored? How many of these actually, you know, how many times do you have to say cut and walk away and go, okay, I need a break so my head stops throbbing? Um, it's a very fun physical kind of thing for, for to watch. And of course, you know, as getting out and playing, and of course, as much as we're all kind of pinned in right now, um, Mm-hmm. that watching just kids being able to sort of play and have fun uh, and hurl things at each other like kids are wont to do. Um, it was great. It was very, it was so much fun to watch. It looks like, again, that stuff was a lot of fun to film. Mm-hmm. 
yeah it it really was it was like i said it was amazing i could not have asked for someone better like nita was just so much fun to film with and there were a few things we were doing offset like we were definitely throwing coffee cups at each other after <laughs> you know yelling at each other getting angry and crazy ball was just so much fun because that was where all of our anger and stress and everything our nights of sleep that's where it went <laughs> getting getting that crazy ball energy out was definitely where it all happened yeah it's um those scenes are very fun and energetic and it kind of leads into that whole again you get that whole dynamic between the two of you Mm -hmm. where it comes across very much as siblings. And then, of course, you have the family dynamic between your parents. And I've got a kid. She's a lot. Well, she's grown. But the navigating, of course, being a parent and being a child of a parent and the family relationships are always kind of fun to watch on screen, especially when they're played for humor. And then, of course, you throw in, you know, alien monster doing bizarre things, destroying, of course, television sets and mm -hmm. things that happen to the neighbor children. And <laughs> oh, so many things I don't really want to talk about. Or I do want to talk about. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, what, um, what, now it looks to me like so much of what was done on set was actually practical versus, you know, so much yes. of these days is CGI. And again, very much a throwback to the 80s and, and the early 90s when, of course, that was what filmmakers had to work with. And there's something to yeah. that. There's some, obviously something to working with the practical things, uh, the, the, the mm -hmm. ability to touch that stuff and, and react to that stuff on set, of course, is very, very helpful for a lot of actors. Um, what if that stuff, I mean, things look different on screen versus what they look like in real life when you're up close to all of that stuff how much of that stuff did i mean obviously you're around matthew and the actual psycho gorman suit but there's so many yeah. other great practical creature effects how much of that stuff did you get to see while you were shooting or was that stuff that was taking place elsewhere um everything was basically shot with us there like at, like all the creatures we saw like hand for hand they were all in front of us and a good way of kind of giving an example of that i didn't know what matt looked like until the last week of shooting <laughs> i didn't know what he looked like until we were actually celebrating that we were almost done <laughs> because all i knew he was was psycho gorman and seeing psycho gorman off screen and then on screen on film was i couldn't tell the difference because everything was so just practical the only parts that were really CGI were like maybe like some of the gunshots mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, audio things. But no, it was there's something just nice about seeing kind of a forced practical movie. It's really good. <laughs> so yeah, it's no, nostalgic. It was, yeah, it definitely feeds in and nostalgia can be a double edged sword. You can sometimes folks are just they're not they're playing too much into that and it's not allowing them to be creative and they're boxing themselves in in terms of the kind of stories they can tell but something like this mm -hmm. which actually plays into that and for someone my age i can look back at that and go oh yeah i remember these movies and <laughs> it can it can get folks who 
are have, are not familiar with those films a chance to look at them and see how much and mm -hmm. some of them are they're not the greatest movies sometimes but they're a lot of fun or they're interesting or you can at yeah. least admire the technique uh, or the effects if nothing else sometimes the there are some of those films from that time period where the special effects are the best part about them and you can't say much mm -hmm. about the story but um this actually this is one of those films where it actually plays so well into that and yet actually gives you a very very clever and funny script um, I have to say, mm -hmm. you've got great comic timing. It's always fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and of course, you guys all played so well off each other in terms of the, the family dynamic comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and if there is, if there's one thing you want people to know before they watch this film, if there's something that you would say, you know, people might be on the edge of, I don't know if I want to watch, you know, not horror comedy isn't for everybody. Horror films aren't for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. What is the, what is, how would you, how would you tell someone this is the film they want to see? Um, the easiest way to say it is that out of every single like kind of campy horror film, this is definitely the one I would describe the most perfectly well balanced mm. between like kind of horror, gore and comedy. And definitely bring tissues because you're definitely going to be laughing, crying. <laughs> you're going to be crying, laughing. It, it's, there are some hilarious scenes that I remember like it was yesterday. It's, it's way too funny to not watch. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's, and for the folks who are maybe, our audience is a lot of science fiction fans, fantasy fans, and horror mm -hmm. fans. We, not everybody thinks, the folks who don't necessarily gravitate towards horror there are elements of it in here and certainly the, but a lot of the gore is played for humor. And so if that's stuff that if you not, doesn't reach out and grab you initially lean into, you know, I'd say the, the comedy aspects, there's science fiction aspects. There's a lot of things to enjoy for a genre fan. So mm -hmm. what's next for you? What do you, what do you, what, what are your plans? Where, where you go from here and what's your, um, what's your next project? What, what else are you working on aside from, from 14? Um, well, aside from that, I'm working on um, a pretty good science fiction, or sorry, I, I've already finished working on it. It's coming out soon. Uh, a science fiction movie called Alternate Grounds about um, an alien abduction, which is really, really good movie. It's, it's great. And especially with what we were working with, it came out pretty great, actually. And it's coming out, um, I'm pretty sure, soon this year. I don't know exactly because, you know, delays and whatnot. Sure. But um yeah, that's what I'm working on. But other than that, honestly, the industry has been pretty quiet lately and I'm just ready to get back into it. It's, it's been starting to ramp up again. I've been getting auditions and whatnot, but you know, it's exciting to get back into the industry. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of, from the viewing standpoint, of course, we're all excited to get a lot more Luckily, there was so much that was done before this all started. So we had content while we've all been not mm -hmm. doing the things that we normally did. But of course, getting back into it, especially from the folks on the entertainment side of things, um, yep. you know, you've got, you've got the things you want to do too. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of what you're doing. Um, yeah, definitely. We, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, and then I'm probably exactly the target audience for that kind of movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I want to thank you so much, Owen, for for joining us. This is um, uh, definitely a film that folks should check out, Psycho Gorman. Um, yep. uh, Jason, could you throw up the website up there so we can show that to the folks? Um, we have, uh, here we go. That's, uh, this is just a little example, of course, of some of the visuals of the film. We don't want to give away too much here, but this is fairly <laughs> safe coming from the website. And uh, so you can see there, the, the practical effects look, look fantastic. Um, where is Psycho Gorman going to be out in the world? Where can people watch this? Um, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be mainly Canada and America, but I personally do not have that on the back of my mind i i don't have that memorized nope, i'm just 15 right. man i'm just 15 <laughs> don't put that pressure on me age is not an excuse no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's shutter i think it's shutter but of course i managed to you close that window on my computer uh yes. for um and uh but i'm pretty sure that's where it's coming out in the states yes, uh, anything else you'd like to that. anything yeah. else you'd like to to tell to our or say to our viewers about uh uh, the film or anything that you're anything else that that you want them to be um, thinking about going into this honestly there's listen just get up and watch it and if you're not going to get up and watch it because you don't want to go outside that's understandable watch it from your phones watch it from your tv it's amazing do not miss it there's no excuses age is not an excuse it might be scary but just Put your big boy pants on and watch it. It's hilarious. It's great. It's amazing. I would agree 100%. Thank you so much, Owen. We really appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right, well, that is going to do it for us today. want to thank everybody for sticking around and being patient through our technical issues. Uh, and we definitely will be talking to Gary Parkin again. Check out his project over on Kickstarter. They have 24 hours, well, roughly 24 hours left on that project. Uh, it is Jungle Captive number one. So check that out. Uh, PG Psycho Gorman coming out on January 22nd. We've got a link to the trailer in our notes. So you can check that out as well. And coming up on Saturday uh, during Good Morning Multiverse, we will be talking to the director of the movie. Steve will be here to talk about that. Uh, in the meantime, we do invite you to uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and uh, have your notifications turned on so you know when we put new programming out, which we're doing on a very regular basis. Uh, we do have this one note, Monday being Martin Luther King Day, no shows. We'll be, uh, we'll be off uh, on Monday, back on Tuesday. And next week... Episode 200 of this show will be on Wednesday. It just coincidentally happens to be Inauguration Day. Uh, I don't know if we'll do anything special or not, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for being here today. And uh, we will be back with more later 
on Sci-Fi for Me. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.